Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Keith and Dennis. Rounding out the crew today as we navigate the uh, latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio. The show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. And yes, you heard me correctly. Captain Keith, back in the studio, back in the saddle after an extended leave of absence uh, that culminated in a summer vacation in Alaska. I guess it, it counts as summer. It was like on the verge, right? On the verge. Yeah. It felt like summer in Alaska, that's for sure. Why, well, I guess, what, it was all high of, what, 65 maybe? Actually, we got up to 70, 72 or something like really? that one day. Wow. In Skagway. But you were uh, walking around on a glacier and stuff, so it didn't really feel like 72, did it? Not when I was on the glacier, no. I'm guessing not. That is quite an experience. Now, we got to talk about this because it's been a while, but I think we should start back in, you know, chronological order because before that you... Uh, You've been busy uh, teaching people how to fly. We'll get to that. But let's talk about Alaska first, because you had a two-week adventure. Yes. And uh, and so what did you do exactly? I turned everything off, cell phones, no internet, for two weeks, and it was fantastic. Right. Went and lived in an igloo or something and uh, interfaced with Eskimos. And It was kind of like an igloo. It, I mean, probably about the same size, my yeah. stateroom. On a, on a cruise ship. Ah, you did one of those. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is this the beginning or end of a season kind of thing? Or it's is beginning it of the cruise season Beginning up there. of the Alaskan cruise season. So you went up there, what, in like Glacier Bay and all that stuff, or what? We didn't do Glacier Bay. We did uh, Icy Point Strait. We did Sitka. Then we did to the Mendehall Glacier. Then we went to Skag, uh, Juneau, Skagway, yeah. and the end uh the Dawes Glacier. Wow, a lot of glaciers. Yeah. Okay, and so they took the cruise ship right up next to them, and you watched them, like, uh, were they calving or anything like that? Yeah. And hear that. <laughs> yeah, the Mendehall Glacier, it sounded like thunder. Yes. That one, they say, moves two to three feet a day. Really? They say if you stand there and watch it, you can actually see it. They measure it with lasers. But hmm. if you stand and watch it long enough, you'll see it move. But you can hear it. You know, it's, it literally sounds like thunder. Right. Well, when the pieces of uh, glacier fall off, they they call it calving, right? Right. And then they create these icebergs and stuff, and then it sinks your boat and ruins your vacation. Eh, that might that doesn't happen as much anymore, I guess. No. But but yeah, there's that uh, you know that adventure of it. We but did it, we did see an iceberg uh, break in half. Uh, it didn't look like it was that big from the surface as it went past our ship. Right. You just uh, saw the tip of the iceberg, as they say. Yes, exactly right. Mm-hmm. But it was popping and cracking and made some kind of a big noise, and then it went underwater for a second and rolled over and came back up three times the size. Really? Well, that, that is pretty that interesting to watch. Unique. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, those cruises, if you've never done one of these Alaskan cruises, it is remarkable what you see. Uh, all the wildlife, it's so peaceful out there, other than the thunder boomers of the glaciers breaking and stuff. But that's kind of cool, too. It is. I mean, it's a, yeah. really an amazing 
uh, uh, experience. And and you were telling me before we went on the air, you did the thing I did, which I highly recommended, which was uh, you rented a helicopter. You didn't fly it, but you had someone else fly it and land on the great glacier and, and do a little tour. Yes. Awesome. You loved yeah. it, I guess, right? We did. Yeah, it was fantastic. Getting up onto the actual glacier itself, drinking the water off the top of the glacier. Did you do that? No. Why, why, why would you do that? Why not? It's like pure water. Well, yeah, be, with the exception of people walking all over it. But well, they're not walking in these areas. <laughs> okay. It, it's kind of so. like, uh, I don't know, the, the, well, glacier water. So you're just saying it's ultra pure or whatever. Exactly. You know. Okay. Yeah. Avion got nothing on glacier water is what you're trying to Definitely tell me. Definitely not. Right. Have yeah. you ever done that, Dennis, yourself? Nope, never been to Alaska. It's on the bucket list. Well, I'll tell you what, it needs to be. Uh, that is an amazing experience. But what about the helicopter ride itself, though, Keith? That was, uh, yeah, you've rode in helicopters before, I assume. Yes. So this wasn't really a new experience from that standpoint, but the scenery, just spectacular. and No better way to see it than from a helicopter, is it? No, it, it's really pretty interesting. Um, the Probably the most interesting thing I saw from the helicopter was the pollen. The pollen? Yes. And you, that was you, what was coating the uh, glacier before you drank the water off of it? No, actually, this was uh, <laughs> after we left the glacier and we were actually heading back uh, to the airport. There was an area, just kind of a little valley, and you look down that valley and it had this kind of a yellowish green tint to it. We actually took a picture, and you can see this in the picture. Hmm. And it looked like low fog hanging down there, but it was actually right. pollen. It was pollen. They said it was pollen, but it could have been smog. No, it there's, wasn't there's nothing smog. out there. There's no smog. No. Bear farts, but that's about all it could be. Well, that, mm. that'll warm things up. So, But <laughs> no, it was pretty interesting to uh, to see that amount of pollen. Yeah. All right. Well, and that's just what, the time of year kind of thing? It right. billows up every now and then. But other than that, the visibility was pretty uh, pretty awesome. You know, we had some fantastic weather the whole two weeks while we were out there. Uh, I think we had one day of rain, and that was it. Everything else, the sky was were clear. Yeah. So I, I thought about this last time I was in Alaska that, you know, the helicopter thing is nice because you can land anywhere, like on top of a glacier. That's one of the big tours they offer on these uh, adventures uh, through the cruise lines. But, you know, a lot of options uh, include general aviation flights as well. Were mm-hmm. you tempted to do one of those? I really wasn't. Um you had had enough of that when you worked uh, nine to five at a flight school. Is that what you're trying to say? No, I, I just, you know, my idea is, you know, I, I'm, I think I'm going to go up there and fly for a summer. I'm not really? sure when, but I want to do it myself. You just want to go up there and be a bush pilot in Alaska. Yeah. Like uh, Flying Wild Alaska and Ariel Tweedo and all those uh, folks who used yeah. to do that back in the day. Maybe I'll maybe I'll talk to Ariel and, and see if she can help me out there. But, you know. No, she won't. Probably not. Yeah, she, she, she knows Definitely. you and I'm a friend of yours, so that Good point. counts me out. She blocked so. our numbers a long time ago. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the thing is, uh, it, it would be spectacular just, uh, just with the views that yes. you see out there. I can only imagine what it would be like in a general aviation plane. And uh, it, but but doing a tour would be I mean that'd scratch that itch a little bit wouldn't it You know it would but you know even like on the helicopter there's you know there's so many people on there that have never flown before and certainly not in a helicopter and you know if you do one of the seaplane tours or something they're plentiful 
but again, you get a lot of people that have never been on there before, and you can't really enjoy it because they are in a panic, basically. What yeah. do you mean they're in a panic? What, the other passengers are in a panic? Yeah. Just because they're freaking out, they're in a helicopter, and they yeah. think this thing could drop out of the sky? Exactly. Hmm. So that was making you uh, a little uncomfortable. It wasn't making me uncomfortable. It's just like, see, I'd find on. that amusing. Well, I'd be, it, I'd be like, look, these things—they never crash. Maybe what nine out of ten? The the pilot and I were trying to converse. <laughs> yeah, you know, and because of my size, I was sitting in the back for weight. Okay, and uh, they had some guy sitting up front who had never been in there before and mm-hmm. and he was freaking out because you know How it so? was shaking just a little bit he was shaking is, 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 is that is this normal you know it, <laughs> what it, the shaking you're yeah. you shaking like this no that is not normal stop it you idiot <laughs> no what he meant the yeah, whole the, craft shaking yeah, exactly yeah yeah and so the guy said no this isn't normal <laughs> yeah so you better jump you know see i would be so tempted to just have some fun uh, just to amuse myself at his expense. But the uh, pilot was probably more professional than I would have been. Am I, am I assuming correctly? And he was more professional than I was, too, because I didn't say anything. You didn't say? Why? Well, so what did he say? Just say, no, just, the, it's Yeah, calm. That's, that's normal. Yeah, we it happens all the time. But that's all right. We'll mm-hmm. be fine. Yeah. So he put the guy at ease, or did that ever? Did he, the guy ever calm down? He, he was like that the whole way. Yeah. When See, we got out onto the glacier, you know, he didn't. You know, it's almost like he was scared to step out on anything because he didn't know what he was going to step out onto. Right. He's like, it's, oh, my gosh, it's ice. It's going to crack. We'll fall to our deaths. You know, his girlfriend just steps right on out there. and you know. right. it's like She's like, come on, Harvey. Don't be a wuss. So I started helping her across the crevasses and stuff because, you know, he was too scared to go across. So I just yeah. you know, grab her hand and pull her across. But Right. You know. But Okay. And she was, like, ready to just let him go and fall into it. Probably. <laughs> Thought might have crossed her mind. Yeah. I don't know. Dennis, would you giving him a hard time? Wouldn't you be Probably. tempted? Yeah. I mean, why, you know, th- those aren't like cheap tours either. No. I mean, you know, the guy obviously kind of sounds like he, he ruined the whole experience for himself, if not for his wife. You think he did a little bit? Probably for her. Yeah. You know, for himself. I'm sure he did. Once he got back and realized, you know, hey, everything's cool. Yeah, he probably wishes he'd go back and. Did he calm do down by the end of the tour? At the end of the tour, he's like, "Oh man, that was great, you know. Let's do yeah. it again." But you know, while okay, we're, we're going there. right into it. Oh no, I mean, I was joking. <laughs> well, hey, that sounds like a fun thing to do on your summer vacation, and we'll share more of Captain Keith's adventure next, right here on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. 
Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Takeoff with Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Everybody on every plane should just constantly be going, oh my god! Wow! Yes! You're sitting in a chair in the sky. Yes. This is Just Plain Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Keith and Captain Dennis rounding out the crew. So Keith just got back from Alaska, and he's uh, sharing what he did on his summer vacation. It sounds like it was pretty awesome, taking a helicopter up to a glacier. And, uh, but that, was, uh, that wasn't the only aviation experience-themed activity that you partook in when you were in that part of the world, I guess. Is that right? Well, there was part aviation while we were doing some kayaking. Kayaking? Uh, kayaking. Uh, that's a boat. That's a boat. Right. Me so, on a little boat. You are on a little boat. That is Actually, the mental picture you're painting right now is quite comical. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we uh, we actually did a uh, five and a half mile paddle on a uh, on a kayak. What, outside, uh, like around the water and the glaciers and all that, that kind of stuff? Or? It, in Juneau. Uh, it, was, uh, it wasn't right around the glaciers. Uh, I wasn't that brave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of like that guy, you know. Never mind. But, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, we we went out uh, through some of the channels and the bays. Uh, it's fun to dodge the boats uh, there, but the thing is, is just absolutely peaceful out there. There's just no noise at all whatsoever, except for your paddles in the water, right? And and the other big boats that are trying to take it are, out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, as we we're paddling around, uh, an Airbus A320 was landing in Juneau. Okay. And came directly overhead. He was probably three to 500 feet over our head. Wow. Really? That on, close? On the approach. 
Okay. Was this planned? No. For him, it was. For I him, guess. it was, yes. Uh, and about 20, 30 seconds later, you hear all this. Yeah. And like, whoa, 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 what's going on? As the wake turbulence coming off of that Airbus 320 hitting the water. Yeah. And coming down. That's pretty were you, cool. Were you hitting that too? Was it, or was it hitting you? <laughs> well, yeah. Because so, it, it was right over our heads. But it wasn't enough of a wake turbulence to tip anyone over. No. So the, you didn't have to practice upset recovery in your kayak? Exactly. Yeah, no. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Your, your tour guide, you had a guide on your kayak kayak group, right? Yes. Uh, did he know this was going to happen, or was he just as No, uh, he, he's the one who was like, whoa, whoa, what, hey. what is that? You know, he's looking around. He's, he had never heard anything like that before. Really? So it could have been like a St. Martin, you know, beach blow away kind of experience. Yes. It could have happened. But, they may, Maybe they ought to start doing that. You know, it's a big tourist attraction there, there in St. Martin. Go. yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be in St. Martin in about a week, so I might actually get to do that and report back. There you go. But uh, but Make you, sure you take cash because the T-shirt shack there yeah. does not take anything but cash. And the T-shirt says, I survived the jet blowing me into yes. the water kind of deal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I might just want to watch it from a safe distance, you know, back at the bar and watch all the other schlubs that have no idea. I mean, that's that's the appeal of watching a thing like that. Oh, and, you know you want to get sandblasted. Come on. No, I, I want to watch well, other people. You can people. stand on the beach and get sandblasted. If you go up to the fence, you're just going to get burned. Well, okay. There's that. Have see, Watch someone get the uh, flesh burned from their bones. Yeah. That's just pure entertainment. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's almost like Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, but I don't know. Maybe they got something in development there in Alaska. Or, or the guy was like, oh, my God, let's get the hell out of here. Or, no, once I told him what it was and – you know it went away he's like man that was really cool i've never well that's what i'm saying you might opened up a new revenue stream for him hey we're gonna go take the kayaks and see if we survive there you go so that that was uh um bringham was his name yeah um and uh that was sitka sound ocean adventures that we went on the on the kayak kayak with yeah all right uh ashley and john dunlop own it and super nice people. I bet. Well, everybody super I met when I went in uh, into Alaska. I mean, those are small little towns, these Juno places, and they open up these little shops and things. The people that have to live there uh, for tourist season or year-round have to be in love with the area. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's and, easy. And they to, are. It's easy to be in love with the area. It's so beautiful, but... Uh, you, you go when it's nice, when it's you know topping out around seventy two degrees. But I, I would not want to be there. I don't think when it wasn't. You well, hear what I'm saying? John's been there years and years and years, and he came and picked us up in his boat. Yeah, and he's in shorts. Well, exactly. It's summertime for him for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. seventy two is like uh, bath water. No, that that particular day it was in the 50s 50s but he was wearing shorts and he's in 50s. wearing shorts yeah okay well it it's summer still and out on the water in a boat now in those parts uh of alaska don't most of them have to have seaplanes getting in and out of there when you live there don't you did he he had well, a boat obviously did he say anything about uh you know flying an airplane uh he does not fly an airplane uh of course juno's got roads they got roads yeah um, it's more developed part of Alaska. It is okay, um, but there are areas that you know if you go into like Sitka and stuff, you can't get into there except for by air or by sea. One of the yeah two. or seaplane. Yep. Right. Yeah, I saw a lot of that activity when I was there. So you you, you didn't take any general aviation flights. 
I did not. But uh, but you saw them, didn't you? Didn't well, they you see were the seaplanes all over the place? They were taken off place? right next to our ship. Got mm-hmm. videos of them. Yeah. You know, less than 100 feet away from the ship as they're powering up to to take off in the harbor. So what would you do if you flew around there yourself? Would you do the seaplane thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be a bush pilot, per se. You wouldn't take a cub up around there. Oh, I you'd... wouldn't mind doing that either. Well, that'd be fun, too, but just as far as being the seaplane thing, that's kind of what... That'd be probably a little bit more exciting, wouldn't it? And there's so much water there. There's plenty of places to go and Plenty land of places to go and land. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm with you. Will you take me? You're going to get your license? No. I, I said, will you take me? I don't have to have a license if you take me. Well, maybe I only want to take you if you're going to do some of the flying. Oh well, uh, we can we can make that happen. I, I you said you read uh, like three books, and one of them was about me. One of them was about you, yes. Yeah, and yes. and what was that book uh, titled, or what was it about exactly? It was about a CFI who was writing about his adventures as a CFI. Okay, and he had a customer that had four hundred hours and had not soloed yet. Wow, what a loser! How many hours do you have? About um, 110. <laughs> so I, I got a long way to go before I hit that threshold. You, you know, know, it's funny. I came across an article just today that says the average pilot completes flight school with just 55 hours of flight time. So I guess that makes you above average. Absolutely. I'm way above average. That's yeah, a good thing, right? Uh, not in this case. What no. do you mean? No, I, I'm like a superior or something like that. Uh, above average, you know, I don't know. You just keep talking to yourself. There, Gold Greg. star or something. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, at least I'm not that guy. You're not <laughs> that guy. I haven't reached a uh, book level. Uh, the interesting thing training. was that when he soloed, yeah, he wrecked the airplane. With 400 hours, he wrecked the airplane? He wrecked the airplane on his solo flight. Wow. Man, I definitely don't want to be that guy. Please don't be that guy, especially at our place. There's always someone who'll be worse than me. Thank God. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I've been up around the stratosphere at 31,000 feet. If you're gonna fly high without fear, you're gonna have to learn to love the atmosphere, and you gotta learn to use those wings. You can't sleep. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That is me, along Captain Keith, Dennis, rounding out the crew today as we navigate the latest aviation news and information and share what uh, Keith did on his summer vacation. But I think we've covered that uh, base pretty well so far. Uh, let's move on to what Dennis has been up to. Now, you are literally just days away from getting your CFI rating. Is that right, Dennis? Yep, we've, we've got it on the schedule uh, for a week from this coming Sunday. This is the so. second time you've had to reschedule, though, right? Correct. Yep, we tried to get it done before coming down to Sun and Fun, but due to the weather, had to cancel it. And then uh, it's been multiple reschedules because of the examiner has been so booked uh every examiner in minneapolis has been five to eight weeks out so okay i'm actually having to go to northern minnesota the, that was the soonest i could get in with an examiner is up uh, outside of duluth all right how many hours do you uh, have at this point you figure 
Um, I think I'm just under 800 hours of total time. 800 hours. So if you fail, you'll be worse than the guy in the book. Well, but I've already got a pilot's license, a instrument rating, a commercial license, and have been flying for 30 years. This guy is still a student pilot at 400 hours. He's a student pilot, at four, but he became a CFI eventually, right, Keith? Is that what you said from that book? No. He didn't. He never made it. He never made it. After, oh. he, got it, after he did his solo flight, he quit. That was it. All right, so cut this off was the back like, of his leather jacket and left. He cut off the back of his leather jacket. He always was, he always flew. Now this is a guy from Florida as well. Yeah, he flight turned in Florida. I have a pretty good idea who the school was, where the school was. Right, but this and was, they are no longer in, in existence. But the guy who wrote the book you're talking about, yeah, he was a CFI. Yes, okay. He said this is like my worst student on the planet, kind yeah. of thing. All right, so you just don't want to be that guy. Wait, right. do you remember the name of the book? Let's share it, I guess, if we can. Yeah, it was CFI something, but I don't remember. I'll, I'll get the name of the book. Okay, we'll yeah. get it out there at justplainradio.com. At least uh, amused Keith enough to at least get through it, right? Yeah, he likes this reading thing. You did three of them. I you did read three, three books. Three on books vacation. on my cruise. Hopefully, uh, Dennis will get through a CFI check ride this time, and we won't have to write a book about him. We'll just talk about him. That's even better. Talking's a lot easier. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Captain, cabin's ready and doors are closed. All right, gentlemen. It's time to get high. And also fly this old bird. Just a little captain's joke. I never get high when I'm flying unless I mistime the edible. Another captain's joke. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That is me along with Captain Keith and Dennis. Uh, rounding out the crews, we navigate the latest aviation news and information about airplanes and drones. They fly, too. And, well, I, you know, I like talking about them. And Keith, is, it's been so long since Keith has been uh, part of the crew. I know he is. Uh, he, he needs a drone fix, right? I do. Yeah. I really do. You can hear it in his voice. He's so depressed. He needs some stuff. Can we uh, fulfill, can we scratch that itch for him? There, you know, uh, I think Dennis? we can. What do we got you on know, drones? They were flying well, drones in Alaska. There were, you saw some. Yeah. What were they doing? They wouldn't allow you to take them on the ship, though. Well, that probably would you be a You were not allowed thing. to take them on the ship, and you were not allowed to fly them around the ship. Hmm. That, that, uh, there was actually a real notice about that? Yes. You could not bring a drone on the... Uh, in your pre-boarded materials that they sent you. You are not allowed to take drones on board, and you're not allowed to fly them around the ship. Hmm. Well, I can understand why they wouldn't want you to be flying them around the ship, but why you couldn't bring them on, I don't know. Well, they'd probably just say it'd be Because the temptation would be there for you to fly it around right. the ship, right? Right, I exactly. Mean, what are you going to do? Like, but what uh, about a professional that you know has a legitimate need? You know, He's going to go do a video shoot on a glacier or something like that. You know, Right. Yeah. Seems uh, a little they say they're, they're, not they're, here. There might be a way to get around that if you if you're a professional and that's what you needed to do or something. Well, if you like paid that. off Captain Stubing, uh, uh, you know, 
Like, hey, I watched every episode of The Love Boat. Come on, cut me some slack. Well, maybe you could. Maybe. So okay. there there was a drone flying in, in uh, Icy Point Strait where we went. And I think it's because it was the first time a ship of this size has, has ever been in there. Oh, really? They were actually filming the boat? Yes. So maybe they were filming a commercial or something. You Probably. might be on TV. Oh, hey, no. You would never know because <laughs> Keith doesn't watch TV. <laughs> but he might show up on a cruise ship uh, commercial sometime. Yeah, pointing at the glaciers. Yeah? No. There wasn't any glaciers there. No? No. Well, who knows? But, uh, there are humpback whales there, though. Well, that would be kind of cool. So you might see me out there. Pointing at point, a whale. Pointing at, at a whale. There she blows! Hey, that's Keith! <laughs> awesome! Anyway, all right. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I get you can't get away from them. No. So we got to stay up to date on these drones. You know, whether you're flying an airplane or not, they, they kind of, uh, they're using the same airspace as uh, general aviators like ourselves here. So, you know, you got to know what they're doing. And, and so what's the latest there, Dennis? What's going well, on? Well, since we're talking about big ships, mm-hmm. um, the, the U.S. Navy has just uh, uh, announced that it's now going to become a federal offense if you fly your drone near a, uh, a naval ship. They're saying within 3,000 feet laterally and 1,000 feet above a Navy vessel, um, basically, <laughs> the short answer here is they will shoot you down. Hmm. Uh, so violators will face security enforcement action that could involve interference disruption seizure damaging or destruction of unmanned aircraft so they're they're not wanting to play games anymore with drone pilots flying around navy ships well i'll tell you what the cruise ship lines are probably missing a huge opportunity here because shooting exactly maybe they should allow the uh, drones on board and i mean this would be way more fun than hopping on board a flow rider or, uh, you know, a ropes course at the top of the freaking cruise You could do it ship. while you're doing the flow rider. <laughs> now you're talking. Ooh, See? now, yes. They, you know, that they, just leveled up the skill just a touch there. But they ought to take the lead from the Navy and uh, turn it into a new uh, fun thing you could do on one of these cruise ships. They're always adding these new activities well, they to keep are. everybody entertained. And you could check out what the ship next to you is doing. So you could you could you could spy on them and stuff. Well, and well, you can go see if they got better stuff. So the next time you book with that cruise line, because they have cooler stuff on deck. Well, it could be a little creepy though, too. You know, because you know a lot of okay, people hovering outside the windows of the portals. Yes, exactly. Well, see, now you're now you're sinking right into the gutter. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, there's a lot of balconies on these cruise ships. That's not what I was talking about. I dude. know you weren't, but I'm just saying that's how like Greg was. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it still would be fun. Uh, to, I didn't to, say know. I wasn't thinking it. Right. I, just, I just verbalized it. Let's just stick to blowing them out of the water or out of the sky. That would be better than skeet shooting for sure, but a similar type of activity. But, yeah, the Navy's taking this stuff pretty serious, and they're telling you don't do it. Uh, not only is it a felony and you're going to be paying all kinds of fines, if they see it, they very well may uh, turn it into target practice for themselves, which uh, be yeah, might be a little jarring. If you're flying your drone and all of a sudden, whoa! Yeah, you not expect- to mention expensive. They're you know these drones aren't uh, aren't cheap. You know, for some of the professional ones that these people are flying, there's a couple grand. You know, going right into the drink. Right, eh, but if you no see thanks. yourself destroyed via drone, you know, does it really happen in real life? You know, it's only- because yeah, they have that uh, viewfinder, kind of like the Oculus uh, virtual reality stuff now, 
where you uh, see the point of view of what the drone seeing. Right, the first-person view, they call that. Right, and if you see a Navy ship and it literally bombs you out of the sky, you know, I, I would think that could have a an effect on your mental ca- capabilities there after that happens. You hear what I'm saying, Dennis? Uh, it would definitely disturb like to, you a little bit. I'd like bit. to know how they're going to do that when they're sitting in a harbor someplace. Well, they can interfere and jam it, which would accomplish the same thing. So, you know, it would probably give them an opportunity to test out some of the tools that they have at their disposal to disrupt the communication and control. And So we'd be the, helping them out is what you're saying. Yeah, pretty much, providing them real-time target practice. Yeah, but they, but they wouldn't... Uh, yeah, you got to blow them off. You got to create create a show, or like and they, maybe they have that technology where they can just take control of it. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? You're you're flying your drone, and all of a sudden the Navy takes control of your drone. Like, hey, where am I going? And it lands on the boat, and then they you know they some, get the number off of it, and then somebody in a black car comes up to your front door. Yeah, that sounds on like it. a lot of fun. No, I would be flying Greg's drone. Hmm. <laughs> My drone would probably be cruising around the cruise ship and, and taking video of all the balconies. I'm just saying. Did I, I said that out loud? You're not going to see I? much in Alaska. They're all wrapped up in their blankets. Well, that's true. Good point. We'll have to go to a Caribbean destination. Uh, anyway. Yeah, FABA coming up, isn't it? That's true. That's true. All right. Well, so the Navy's got that. So, uh, you know, file it accordingly. Uh, what else do we – we got more drone stuff, or was that Well, it? we do. Uh, you know, last week we were talking on the show about uh, uh, some of the vendors being uh, forced or at least looking into adding ADSB support to the drones. Well, shortly after we aired, uh, there was an article from DJI that they're now going to be incorporating ADSB in into all of their professional-grade drones. So when you're talking about the goggles and the first-person view, they're actually going to be showing ADS-B targets now. So you'll actually be able to see where the other helicopters and airplanes are on your viewfinder as you're flying your drone. So you can really use a drone to shoot them down. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, those DGI ones, uh, they're made in China. Better be careful, right? We talked about that as well. <laughs> exactly. So, but at least they're trying. You know, hey, it's a step. I mean, personally, I would like to see them put ADSB out on there as well, so that the people that aren't participating would at least know that they're there and they would show up. You know, if I'm coming into a uh, to land at an airport, at least I'd be aware that there was something operating. You know, a couple hundred feet below me as I'm coming into the runway or something like that. Right. I, I, but it, I mean, that's a lot more gear you have to have for ADS in and out. I assume, or what do you think, Keith? I'm not sure what it would be on a drone. Yeah. But if, yeah, if they could put it in, they could put it out. It you would think be. it wouldn't be that big a deal. So why why not do both right out of the box? I mean, there must be some limitation, or or maybe like you yeah. said, the Chinese make those things, so they they want to look at it from a, what they can do with it as opposed to what you know what how they would see. Well, how they would show that, like on a uh, on a screen, if they would show it as a blip, yeah. Because well, you, yeah. you really can't see them until you get really, really close to them. Well, it'd show up like a radar if you're looking at first Yeah, you get the little triangle and the height above or below you, yeah. just like you see right now in fourth Right, so, you, so you're going to go ahead and start looking for it. You're not going to be able to find it because you can't pick them up visually because they're so small at this particular point. Right. But maybe, well, yeah, who knows? So what do you do? That could cause more of a problem. Yeah. Well, they, they especially in the airport traffic area, growing print, which they're uh, not supposed print. to be in. They're not supposed to, and if they Sup- see a bunch of those little triangles, supposed to. But we're talking about people like Greg. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't have a drone yet. Uh, yeah, you do. Oh, I do. That's right, I do. <laughs> 
And Dennis sent me one, one of these little midget drones. Hey, I'm sorry, little person drones. I don't want to be politically correct. Yeah, you shouldn't so, talk about your personal problems. Yeah, on the air. But uh, it, it's That's a, for another show. <laughs> good point, Doctor Phil. Shh. So uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it'd be uh, something to think about if you're going to get one of those things. Having it is just another feature. It would be nice. But uh, they need in and out. We'll leave it at that. And that's all we got for drone news. We'll get back on track with more general aviation airplane stuff next on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. For nearly 75 years, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association has been a beacon for those who cherish the freedom to fly. AOPA protects your rights as a pilot by fighting airspace restrictions, fuel taxes, user fees, airport closings, and other issues that threaten your ability to take to the sky. AOPA is on the front lines every day to ensure that general aviation and the interests of its members are promoted and safeguarded. Learn more about how you can become a member at AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. What's going on? We're losing altitude. I want to try to put her down at that Air Force base. Hey, hang on, Chris. We've got a distress call coming in. Mayday! Mayday! Requesting emergency landing! I see you, pilot. You are clear for landing. This is going to be nuts. God be with them. And look, they're in love. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Keith and Dennis rounding out the crew today as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. I'm actually getting ready to fly out to the Caribbean again. I'll tell you about that uh, next week or shortly thereafter. 
Uh, but uh, I, I got uh, some big flights scheduled, one being St. Martin. So I will have the opportunity to potentially do the, the beach blowout experience or at least watch a mother schlub get blown into the water. That's my goal uh, for that. And I'll do a little chair flying. I, you know, I'll, um, do you remember how? Of course. I, I just sit there. No, and, he flies a chair just fine. It's the real thing that he needs help with. No, I'm going to sit in the back of the airplane, and I'm going to act like I'm the pilot and then make fun of him if he messes up, doesn't grease that landing, you know, especially on the landing stuff. We'll be reading about him on the news. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's very Well, I'll bring four flight and set it up there and, and it'll bring a little joystick or maybe a plunger and just, you know, pretend you're using the stick. Sounds like fun. So, uh, but but there's some news about the TSA agents that may make things a little more difficult for my journey here in well, the next week or two. Or I hope not. But are what's they going kidding? on? <laughs> what? No, but they're being pulled off of the TSA duty and being assigned to border protection. Uh, that's the latest uh, coming out of the uh, out of the White House is that they want to pull about 400 TSA screeners and possibly even some air marshals to help bolster uh, the border right now. Well, less so, cavity searches and more border security. I'm for that. Or longer lines at the existing airports. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll yeah, couple you don't that want me with involved in this conversation. Why? TSA and I don't get along with TSA. You don't like TSA? No. You I had to go through TSA to on your Alaska flights, didn't you? Yeah. Why did you have a bad experience again? I just I just don't care for TSA. Let's just leave it at that. That's all you're going to say. You yes. can't tease us like that. Come on. What happened in your past TSA experiences that created Remember, such a Remember, I was feeling? I was flying prior to TSA and after TSA. Right. And, yeah. It had nothing to do with a cavity search or anything like that. No. It just You just don't like the whole process? Right. Okay. All right. So we know how Keith feels about it. I'm not a big fan, but, you know, they're people. TSA agents are people, too. I got to make a buck. Just let me through, please. It, they're they're eye candy for the public, and that's all they are. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I, have you seen some of them? <laughs> I don't know if I agree with you on that. I'm talking about system wide. Oh, okay. Not the individuals themselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of them. The, you're the like, term security theater may come to mind. All right. We'll just leave it at that. But uh, No, but to complicate matters, I mean, so you're losing some TSA screeners, which may increase the lines at the airport, but the airlines are still continuing to cancel flights um, in the wake of this whole Boeing 737 MAX grounding. Hmm. So you've got less aircraft available, less flights, which is going to cause, you know, for fuller flights or cancellations. And, you know, it's just kind of really making the whole summer flying season look to be a, a whole lot of not not fun yeah which hopefully maybe is a little incentive for people that if you're on the fence about getting your pilot's license and being able to fly yourself and not having to worry about the tsa or flight cancellations and just go do it on your own on your own schedule hey then maybe that's the last uh last little nudge you need i agree Craig. well hey you know you could have went with me on this trip i'm going to next week but no yeah but i got this you know this thing called work that right four letter word yeah you're not allowed to say that uh, we're going to get kicked off the air if you say that four-letter word again. Just stop it. Sorry. You had to hit the dump button. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's that incentive to get people to get into more general aviation because of that. But you would think they'd find ways to alleviate some of this stuff. I mean, the uh, the Supermax, they're, they're hoping what? By the end of the summer, it's going to be back in the air. Is that what they're saying right now? Or do we know? I don't uh, know if anybody knows right now, right? Yeah, they're they're. There's a lot of talk out there, but nobody has said anything specific. But 
you know, you, you couple that with the pilot shortage. Uh, there's a lot of cities that have lost service already. And so, you know, it, it, it's kind of a triple da- trickle-down effect. Right. But there is uh, some other companies stepping up to see if they can fill some of that void. What, what's this thing about Mitsubishi? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Mitsub- commercial Mitsubishi break? has – they're actually seven years behind schedule, which actually could work to their benefit uh, because Bombardier is now pretty much out of the, the, the business since they're owned by somebody else now. Embraer okay. is, is owned by Boeing now. And so Mitsubishi has produced a, uh, a midsize jet that what they call is um, it fills that gap that allows that work with the airline contracts as far as the union contracts. Because most of the regional carriers have a contract that they're only allowed to fly X amount of seats because of their union contracts okay. with, with the major carriers. Mm-hmm. So uh, Mitsubishi says they fill that mark. And that would be how many seats about then for these regional jets? It's going to be about 90 seats. Okay. Are these good airplanes or would you fly them? I would fly them. Yeah? Are they yeah. nice or what? They are, they're very nice. Uh, I've seen the mock-ups. I've been in uh, part of the development process of this, shall yeah. we say. Okay. Um, and so, yeah. Well, why are they, they so far done, behind? Just trying to get certification. Okay. And just so, getting through but all with the red that, tape. They, they made some changes mm-hmm. that were for the better because they saw that the market was changing in those years that they were put behind. So they made more and more changes that made it better. And then, so they claim this is going to be a very comfortable airplane to fly. So when will and those uh, hit the tarmac? We hope they plan on having it at the Paris Air Show this year. All right. So and they just opened up an office in Renton, Washington. So they could alleviate some of this uh, backlog we have with seats being available since, like, the max If it gets down. certified in time and it can start production enough to get the airplane out there. No if. There's only when. Think positive. Positive thinking. Okay, we'll go with that. And leave it at that for this week. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning, than to, learning fly. to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. I snooze. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management or advertisers. A little too far across the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com.